a little bit of an emotional topic for me because like sometimes I think about like shit. What if I hadn't watched that video in my US yeah. history class that inspired yeah. me to go down this path? Yeah. And it, it makes me tear up because I'm like shit. I'd be I'd be in a hospital somewhere like surrounded by death, right? Yeah. And crying families and shit. Like, dude, you know my personality. Like, I, do, I would not do well in a situation yeah. like that. So <clears throat> I I feel like all the creativity that I have to offer the world and all like the positive vibes and the videos that I've created, um, none of that would have happened if not for that video that inspired me. Wow. So really like my one of my biggest missions in life is I want to create a video just like that if not better yeah. to inspire the next generation of creators and people who like wow. want to just stop and ask more questions like wait why do I have to pay to go to college yeah hey guys welcome to how I make money the show where we interview ordinary people with unorthodox careers making extraordinary income today again we have a really special guest a good friend of mine Juan who does drone FPV and for people who have no idea what Drone FPV is, join the group. I had no idea what it was a couple of months ago. And now I realize this guy is doing something that I did as a hobby in school, and he makes six figures doing that. Juan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So before we get into what Drone FPV is, and I'm really excited about this conversation because I build them, he flies them. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so before we get into, um, uh, into you know knowing more about what you do and how you make money, I want to tell you a little bit about the format of the show. So in this show, we talk about three different things, right? To the point, how you make money, how you invest or grow your money or your business, and how you give away to charity, right? Not necessarily giving money to charity, but how you help people and, you know, do the butterfly effect and, and your small movements can make a huge impact down the line. Um, so, so that's the format of the show. And we're really excited to know who Juan is. So Juan, who are you? Who are you? The existential question. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know yourself? Do you really know what's inside? <laughs> that's right. So I guess any good place to start is at the beginning of a story, right? It yeah. all started the day I was born. I'm kidding. <laughs> Too far back. I think no, no yeah, so, we can't um, do that. So I was I was 16 years old. I was in high school. And I just remember being like extremely uh, depressed, lost, anxious. Yeah. All of my friends were moving on to like um, signing up their college applications. They already knew what they wanted to do with their lives. And I was just lost. Yeah. And I have old fashioned Colombian parents. So they're like, we came to this country so that you can get an education and go to college. Yeah. So every single day I'd go home. My parents were like, so have you figured it out yet? Do you know what you want to do for the rest of your life yet? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm, I'm going to join the, the Navy. And I would come up with all these different ideas. Like every week I'd have a new answer. Yeah. Because I was, I was just lost. Yeah. And then I remember one day I was sitting in history class and um, I was just bored out of my mind. And I just pull up my, my phone and I'm watching YouTube. Yeah. And I see a video of this guy who's 19 years old. Uh, he's traveling the world, jumping off of yachts into the bluest waters I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, just luxury mansions, helicopters, uh, beautiful travel destinations. And he's like- Was it Jay Alvarez? No, it was- No, it damn was it. Him too. I found him after. <laughs> yeah. But it was um, this guy named Korea Tyler. Okay. So I found this guy's page. He's sharing his story. He's like, yeah. I just felt like college was never for me. I'm like, yes, he's talking to me. Yeah. Yes. So he- you know, goes on to tell his story and yeah. I was hugely inspired at that moment. And yeah. I remember just like being in class and I start crying because I was like, I felt a spark light up inside wow. of me. And I was like so touched and like my classmates were looking like, yeah, are you good? And I'm just like, oh yeah. <laughs> so dude, I, after, after that class was over, yeah. I like immediately my purpose became clear. Wow. And I just started cutting class. Yeah. So I'd show up for homeroom so that they check my attendance and don't call my parents and say I didn't show up. And then I would just jump over this giant wall um, at school. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my little skateboard with me and I would just skate over to a local Starbucks with my laptop. And I was like, okay, cool. So I know I want to travel the world. I know I want to make money and um, just live a lifestyle of freedom. Yeah. Where do I start? Like I'm yeah. not getting the knowledge that I need from school. So I turned to online mentors like Tony Robbins, uh, Les Brown, Eric Thomas, these motivational speakers. Yeah. And 
it's really amazing, like looking back because they weren't really teaching you anything about finances or business or where like invest your money or what yeah. to get into. But they were like, you just got to believe, believe yeah. in yourself, have a vision, you know, work towards that vision, work yeah. towards that dream. So <clears throat> I just started like, I, I started at the basics. I created a vision board. I created a list of goals, yeah. things I wanted to do. And uh, around that time, my brother was starting a luxury transportation business. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm 16 years old. He's starting this business. He's, he needs another driver because business is going well. Yeah. So I go from um, basically dropping out of high school to becoming like a private limo driver in Miami Beach. So every night uh, when my, my friends were going to school, I was just like stay up late and drive, drive influential people around. And yeah. I'd, I'd have these millionaires in the back of my car. Yeah. Like, they were really the only people that could afford our services. Yeah. And I would ask them questions. I was probably like, super annoying. Like, hey man, so what's the, what's the secret of success? Like, how did you get here? Yeah. And they would always like, you know, oh, how old are you, man? Oh, you're only 16? Yeah, dude. So do this, do that. And I would just absorb all of this information. Yeah. Um, and then two years after that, I was able to buy my own camera equipment and, um, I started off as like a, basically like I wanted to be a YouTuber. That was like yeah. the original goal. Yeah. So I bought like 15 K worth of camera equipment, just like pulled the trigger. I said, all right, I want to buy everything all at once. And you're like 16 at this time. At this 18. time, I, this was two years after. So I'm 18. Wow. Now. Yeah. Wow. So I saved up some money. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I pulled the trigger and yeah. the smart thing to have done probably would have been to buy like one piece of camera equipment at a time. Yeah. But I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Burn your ships, buy it all at once. Burn the boats. Burn I, I have, the boats, guys. Yeah. Burn the boats, go straight in. I love it. I love it. I had no idea like how to use it all. Like yeah. this looked like alien equipment to me. It was like, all right, well, yeah. we're going to learn today. Yeah. <laughs> so started flying, uh, started flying drones, started doing videography. And yeah. this is actually kind of crazy because I would share my story with uh, YouTube, with Instagram, with Snapchat yeah. at the time. And I really knew nothing about marketing. But somehow, like looking back, I always had clientele hitting me up. Yeah. Just because of like my story. Yeah. Uh, they liked my mission statement, where I was going, the fact yeah. that I dropped out of high school, and the fact that I had all this camera equipment. So they yeah. kept me busy. And thanks to uh, just being able to like share my story with the world, I was never without clientele. Like I was yeah. probably making, I don't know, anywhere from three to five grand at 18 years old, working wow. like a few hours, um, a few hours a month. Wow. So obviously like it fluctuates, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I kind of started. And then met my best friend justin who's a promoter in miami uh, -huh. uh terrible terrible idea this, <laughs> this guy like choose your friends wisely <laughs> me and justin we we are we allowed to swear on the on yeah the you're fine yeah. we fucked off for like three years straight we just yeah. partied went on yacht parties nightclubs yeah. uh just average teenage life in miami yeah guys. yeah i experienced a little yeah. bit of success and yeah. i was like oh that's it i've made it this is yeah. great and i got complacent started partying and yeah. the lifestyle was good so um Two years flew by. Yeah. And then COVID hit. So this is now 2020. Yeah. Um, I went from being like very comfortable making like five, 5K a month, whatever. Yeah. I had a few clients, few videographers, editors. Yeah. And COVID hit. So then one by one, my clients started calling me and they're like, Juan, we can't afford your services anymore. Oh, wow. And they started dropping off like flies. Wow. And for the first time in my life, I was like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like COVID was a really big blessing in disguise because <clears throat> at the time I realized like, all right. Well, filming videos is cool and all, but I don't feel like it's getting me closer to my end goal of yeah. being financially free, traveling the world, et cetera. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was already thinking like, all right, what's next? Like videography is not it for me. Like there yeah. has to be something else. And around that time, I got a call from a friend from a high school. He's like, Juan, come to Vegas. People here are selling solar and they're making like 70K a month. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this guy's full of shit. All right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I this made my, um, my disbelief. I just put yeah. it aside and I was like, all right. I've got nothing to lose. I've got no yeah. clients in, uh, in Miami holding yeah. me back. So I just packed up my car, sent it to Vegas. Yeah. And I started selling solar door to door. 
in like 120 degree weather for like three months. And that was fine. But I, re- I realized that my friend that invited me to sell, to sell solar, yeah, she was actually an unethical person. <laughs> and he was actually like... <laughs> we got a lot of those here, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this was messed up. So he was... <clears throat> he was... Basically, it felt like he was scamming old yeah. ladies, um, like to, into signing things That's I didn't really understand. Yeah, and uh, and then he would like brag about it. Like I didn't know this at first when I started yeah. working with him because I didn't really understand the solar industry. But yeah, in a nutshell, he would promise them they would get like a hundred percent solar panel offset, so they didn't have to pay for two energy bills. Yeah, but he would actually give them fifty percent, so now they have to pay his commission plus yeah. their energy bill. Wow! So he makes a lot of money, and then they get screwed over. So That's messed up. Yeah, and. As soon as I found out like that this was happening, yeah. I basically quit and I stopped selling solar. So now I'm living in this new city by myself and I have no job. So yeah. I, I was thinking like, shit, what am I going to do? And I remember um, I was homesick as well. Like this is three months in. Yeah. I miss my friends. I miss my family. Yeah. And I miss my room <laughs> back in Miami. I was like, oh man, my comfort zone back home sounds yeah. so good right now. Yeah. I could just go back home. Like nobody would call me a failure or yeah. a quitter or a loser or anything. And then I remember I'm in the desert because whenever I'm feeling sad, I like to be dramatic and like, Imagine my life like a movie. So I drive into the middle of the <laughs> desert, bro, at nighttime under the stars. Uh-huh. And I call up my mom. Or actually, my mom calls me. Yeah. And she's like, honey, like, how are things going? Tell me some good news. And then she could sense like that mother intuition that something yeah, was off. That something's off. And yeah. then she says, my sweet boy, <laughs> my sweet, sweet boy, you have two parents that love you. You can yeah. always come home if things aren't working out. Uh-huh. And at that moment, bro, I start tearing up and yeah. I was like, gotta go, mom. <laughs> Hang up the phone. And I look down. I'm like, okay, yep. Still got two testicles attached. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to figure this shit out. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So I doubled down in Vegas and I basically created that night. I went home and I just stayed up to like seven o'clock AM the next morning, just coming up with a marketing plan for how I was going to uh, start a video production company here in Vegas. Uh Uh-huh. Step one was to cold call every single video production company in Vegas uh, to give me work. Yeah. And out of 70 companies, all of them said no, except for one guy. Wow. Yeah. His his name is Mario. He was um, filming weddings. Yeah. And... And this is also during COVID, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, call up Mario, and he's like, "Dude, do you believe in like divine intervention? Do you believe in God? This was meant to happen." So he's excited. I'm excited. I'm like, "Yes, I don't have to go back home." Yeah. So we start filming weddings together, and that keeps me afloat for some time. Yeah. Um, and then, but like, it wasn't enough for you to like go towards financial independence, right? No, no, not at all. It, it yeah. was it was just enough for me to like not go back home, which was yeah. like step one is just to be able to pay rent, yeah. pay some yeah. groceries, etc. That's good because sometimes you got to get yourself on a solid footing before you go big. Right? Yeah. We did go big. You're one of the best FPV guys, FPV guys in Las Vegas. I mean, that's a fact. They should publish that in, I don't know, Las I would Vegas love that title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. Then I fell into like looking back at this, this is probably like a little bit embarrassing to admit, but yeah. I fell into a really abusive cycle where I was just like, uh, hamster on a wheel like I would make just enough money to be able to pay my bills pay my food but then I got complacent and you know uh, sleeping in watching Netflix um, you know going out like all of those things were more attractive than staying up late doing the work working out uh, just trying to build my business and chase that dream yeah so wasted a lot of time just not you know doing the things that I wanted to do that I knew would serve my highest self yeah but then um, I I believe everything happens for a reason because I got a phone call from one of the people that I um, networked with within the solar company. Yeah. It was like, hey, Juan, you know, I know you're doing videography here in Vegas. There's this millionaire who uh, just lost a videographer. Are you interested in working with him? Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm down. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, all right, cool. Only thing is he's in Sacramento. You'd have to book your flight tonight and then go meet him up there tomorrow. I was like, all right, my flight's booked. Let's go. Yeah. Hell <laughs> so yeah. 
go to Sacramento, meet this guy, and um, we started working together. He, him, and I like worked pretty well. Yeah, the, the dynamic was good, and I saw this as an opportunity to like really just um, put that version of myself who was waking up late, just preferred to watch Netflix over like chasing the goals and the dreams. I put that guy like to sleep. I just fucking killed that person. Yeah. Um, within like a year of working with. Uh, she wasn't even a year. It was like four months of working with this new client. Yeah. And uh, part of the job description was to live with this guy. So I was living with this millionaire and I yeah. was around his affluent circle. Yeah. Uh, I saw the lifestyle, the Rolls Royces, the private planes, yeah. the people that he was hanging around. And like just being around their vibes, it really just rubbed off on me in the right ways. And it yeah. started like having me think bigger thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I really just had that belief that like, all right, you know, this guy's cool, but yeah. he's not special. Like I just see that he works hard. You could do that too. I, like yeah. I had that belief now. That. Yeah. So... The problem became, um, I started like brainwashing myself into success. Yeah. I would wake up at 4 a.m. every single morning. I did this for like a whole, um, I did a hundred day challenge basically, 4 a.m. Yeah. club. And I would wake up early. I'd um, start listening to motivational tapes. I'd yeah. hit the gym. And then all of this before my client were to wake, wakes up. And then I was always like, all right, man, what, what are we filming next? Like, we have to blow up your brand. We have to create like the next Andrew Tate for your brand so that you yeah. can hit your goals, recruit more people for your solar company. And I was just like this ball of energy. Like, let's go, let's run. Yeah. But he was very, very comfortable with his yeah. lifestyle. So it seems like he was the old version of me and yeah. I was like this new version of me. So our energies like weren't really yeah. matching. Like he wanted to just take things slow and I was like, no, we need to shake the business. Like we, yeah. we have to do more. So because of that mismatch of energy, things just ended up not working out. Yeah. So um, I stopped working with him and uh, what happened after that? Oh, I started working for, we had a falling out is, is what it came yeah. down to. And I started working with uh, one of his competitors. Yeah. So one of his competitors hired me um, to basically start creating content for him, start traveling with him. Yeah. And this guy was actually ready to take action. Yeah. So I told him like, hey, look, if we work together, like I need to know that you're, you know, down to freaking, yeah. we have to sleep three, four hours and then create content the rest of the day and like yeah. really go the extra mile. Like you're willing to run with me because I want to run fast. He's like, I freaking love that energy. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we started traveling together, creating content and um, we're working really well right now. That's that's my main gig right now is working yeah. with this solar company. Yeah. I'm bringing him a bunch of recruits for his business. And then um, part of that is the FPV. Like I, I've been able to leverage FPV into his business and create yeah. some dope lifestyle content for him. So that's kind of like how I started with FPV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I just do it. That's, 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 there's so much to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to unpack there. Cause you just brought up some of the things that I think really set people apart. One is that they just don't rely on competency. They network and find opportunities. And that's what you did. And it's, it's so hard to explain to people is like your competency is not enough. You have to network. And you just demonstrated that, like how you jump from different opportunities to find the right thing. You had to network to get to the right place. Right. Um, and I know you as a very competent FPV drone guy. Like it's just, it's insane. I've seen you fly. And um, I looked at the numbers today that the global market for drone FPV right now is around 300 million. So it's not a huge market, mm -hmm. but it's a decent sized market, right? But the compounded annual growth rate is 20%. It's growing 20% every year. Wow. And 2030, they think it's going to be 1.3 billion. So is that something you had in mind when you started that, hey, this, this thing, this industry is really going to blow up? Or you were just following your vision of being financially independent and you just kind of stumbled into it? That's a great question. So I actually had no idea of how much uh, money was in the drone industry until you just brought yeah. those crazy numbers out, which yeah. is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, when I was still living in Miami, I was 16 years old filming on a yacht and there was this drone pilot there who, yeah. uh, he was on the yacht just like filming FPV. Yeah. And I remember asking him like, wow, that is so cool. Like, 
forget my camera equipment. I want to do what you're doing. Like, yeah. can you teach me? And then um, I'm like 16 years old. I'm not even like yeah. really excited about life. This guy was like, no, <laughs> it took me eight years to learn how to fly. Wow. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to just teach some random guy oh, how, to, how to fly or I'm like, Hey, you know what? Totally understand. Yeah. I'm looking for a mentor. I'm willing to pay you. Like, tell me where to start. Like what, what drone should I buy? What controller should I buy? He's like, I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> so this guy was being such a freaking gatekeeper for yeah. the whole FPV sport. And I was yeah. like, he said, it took me eight years. I, I'm, you know, I'm the best at what I do. You're not going to get it. It's not that simple. Yeah. Spoiler. It is that simple. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's like one of the biggest lies I've ever been told. It's, it's not that simple. Yeah. It really is for a lot of different things, but I didn't have the finances back then or yeah. really the discipline to like learn a new hobby yeah. or skill. So I just kind of put down the back burner. And then during COVID, I started practicing FPV like on a simulator. And then I started buying equipment and learning how to use it and soldering and this and that building. Yeah. But um, that's kind of how we started with the drone stuff. Um, so before, before we go further, I, I should have done this before. Uh, what is drone FPV? Because for you and I, it's like, we talk about it all the time. So it's like very obvious. Okay, okay, but yeah. that might not be true for a lot of people. So what's, Everyone knows what a drone is. What's the difference between flying drone normally and flying drone FPV? All right. So the best analogy I can give is a regular drone, like your DJI Mavics are kind of like, think of like a Tesla. The thing just drives itself. It's yeah. kind of like an autopilot. You go forward, you go back, side, side. And if you let go of the joysticks, it'll hover and it won't crash. An FPV drone is like a manual car where you just have a lot more options and, um, you, you're basically a bird. Like you can do yeah. the maneuvers of a bird as opposed to this really robotic, mechanical, uh, regular drone. Yeah. And if you let go of the joysticks, you'll fall out of the sky. Yeah. Basically. So that's that's the biggest differences. But really, like you, you have to see them side by side to really understand like the yeah. the key difference. But that's like the best way that I think I could describe but it. One of the I think one of the cool things about FPV is that you can just sit somewhere and you can there's like a first person view thing, right? You want to talk about that? Yeah. Right. Right. So. Another big difference is regular drones, you're kind of looking at your phone and you're flying this joystick. Whereas with FPV, you put on this headset and you immerse, you immerse yourself into like, you become the drone basically. It's yeah. kind of like Avatar. Yeah. Uh, when I was first learning how to fly, what I would do is I would just lay in bed, put the goggles on and I would fly around my room yeah. watching my body lay down, which is super trippy. It was kind of like astro projecting. Yeah. I feel like a ghost just watching myself <laughs> and it was so weird. So once you get used to that feeling of like, you are no longer yourself, you are a bird. Yeah. Then you like, start doing tricks and you start learning yeah. how to fly and like you stop thinking that you're even flying you like at this point i don't think about my fingers whenever i'm on the controller yeah. I, I just am the drone yeah yeah that's, so that's that's what every test pilot i've ever met says and that's that's how when i started flying and when i started doing aerobatics when i was flying that's that's what it's that was always like it's like okay, i'm the airplane right and you feel the feedback and you you know you work through that that's it's funny i actually um i did some research on the effect of closed loop control of airplanes you know drones or airplanes uh, when you're flying first, when you're flying outside the vehicle, and how the time delay affects it, because you're you're not you're not feeling the accelerations, right? You just you're feeling the attitude change and the rate change, which is slower than the acceleration. Like when you're inside, you feel. But anyways, I want to go into that. It's, I want to bore people. I know not all of my friends are nerds, <laughs> but uh, so so you know you're, you're a great drone pilot. But how do you make money off that? Like how? Let's say you're a good drone pilot. How do you monetize that? How do you <clears throat> how do you monetize being a drone pilot? Well. I think that the way you would monetize any kind of creative skill is by being able to solve problems. So, yeah. for example, um, as like, a, hey, I love that because no one cares about your passion. No one gives a shit. Go solve someone's problem. You will be paid in proportion to the complexity of the problem you solve. That's that's key. But sorry, go ahead. I really right, want to right, say no, that. No, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, just to add on to that, I was thinking, okay, cool. So, I've got this dope skill set. I know yeah. how to fly drones. I think my work is dope, but 
who cares what I think? Like, yeah. what can it do for somebody else? Yeah. So uh, my company's name is Luxie Drone. Uh -huh. And I want it to be known for the guy who films luxury listings, luxury lifestyle, yachts, yeah. um, exotic experiences. Yeah. And that's what I wanted my brand to be. So naturally, I started reaching out to uh, luxury real estate agents who have like $10 million plus properties. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I've got this dope service that nobody else is doing in Vegas. And um, I want to test, you know, I want to test it out with you. Would you be interested in a no charge FPV shoot? Yeah. And at first, like, you know, there's like, all right, it's kind of weird. You're going to fly a drone through this listing. There's a lot of expensive things that you can break. I'm yeah. like, don't worry. I'm certified. I've got insurance. It's all fine. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I started off. I just um, put my foot in the door by offering them this no charge shoot. And yeah. basically what I found was that they were getting a lot of um, engagement on Instagram yeah. and on social media. And I realized, holy shit, like I can show an entire property in less than a minute and a half. Like yeah. we're living in the TikTok age where nobody's going to sit through a three to seven minute, minute listing video because yeah. your attention span is just like too short. Yeah. So when I realized that there's like this gap in the market between attention and like um, the content that's being put out there, yeah. I saw an opportunity for Luxie Jones. So um, started working with a few agents. They were really loving my work and they started sharing me with their other agent buddies. And then um, one thing led to another and I just started getting really busy. And wow. yeah, that, that's kind of how I started off with, with, uh, with that business. So your whole lead generation to get more people into, into business is through word of mouth. Yeah. I haven't really done much. Well, word of mouth. And I had a video recently go viral. Yeah. So now I'm figuring out how to replicate that over and over, but yeah, yeah mostly word of mouth though. Yeah. So there's one thing I do notice in what you do, cause mm -hmm. you know, I've been, I've been seeing your work. I know you is your personal brand creation. So I've seen you do a lot of like for trade, you know, time for trade free, no cost shoots. Um, how do they help? They definitely help you create your personal brand because, you know, I see that happening. Mm -hmm. But do they help you get more clients? Like just because you create so much content? Can you repeat the question? So because you create so much like for free and like no cost content for different realtors, mm -hmm. does that help you create content that builds your personal brand that allows you to get go viral and get more clients? Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning when I was doing uh, shoots at no charge, yeah. definitely by... Um, other realtors and other clients seeing that I was like at these really high end venues and, and yeah. mansions and stuff. And that, uh, the agents I was working with were having a positive experience, yeah. you know, no accidents, no drone crashes. And the content that we were putting out was pretty dope. Yeah. That was, um, that really made the transition smoother for them to like reach out to me and want to work with me. Yeah. So yeah, definitely going from free to fee was a, was a great strategy in the very beginning. Free to fee guys. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. So let's talk money. Yeah. All right, let's talk money. So I know I saw your video that went viral. So I know how much you make and that's why you're here because I want people to understand that you can do something that's not very conventional, get good at it and make decent living. So how much money do you make per listing? How many listings do you get per month and how much money do you make overall? And you don't have to give specifics, mm -hmm. you know, like <clears throat> XXX dollars, we can give decent ranges. Yeah, so we're averaging about 10 to 12 shoots a month right now. Um, again, we're like a newer company. My goal is to get at least 15 to 20 a month, Wow! Uh, at least in Vegas. Yeah. So we're charging 1500 bucks per shoot. Wow. I don't know what the math on that is off the top of my head, but, yeah. <laughs> um, it's but 22,000 a month. Yeah. 1500. Sounds yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and of course I have my editing team and my pilots that I pay out. So uh, yeah. not all of that goes towards me and then the marketing expenses. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the average. That's of, pretty good. That's pretty good. Top 10% of wage earners make 170. So, okay. you know, you, you took, you took your d dream to be financially independent. You found a niche and you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty neat. And my, um, my big picture goal is I want to make Luxie drone a household name. So I want to yeah. have, um, in every like major market, I want to have pilots stationed in, in the cities. Yeah. So for example, I already have two talented drone pilots here in Vegas that I can trust with my clients, with the listings. Yeah. Uh, I've been going to LA back and forth uh, frequently because yeah. I have some clients out there that want to shoot more of their real estate listings and high yeah. end 
um, venues and stuff. So I want to have pilots there. I want to have pilots in Miami and then eventually New York, but just having like the major cities. Yeah. And then Luxie Drone worldwide. Wow. <laughs> worldwide, wide, wide. <laughs> you know, Step Brothers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I'm looking forward to that day, dude. That would be, because that's, that's kind of like the segue that I had in the podcast, right? Like, where do you see this growing? And you want to take your brand and you want to build into a huge business. You've already got a couple of pilots. You've got an editing team. So you're going towards expanding this. Like, that's your five-year goal? What's your... Yeah, I want to... So there's, there's a bunch of things that I'm working on right now. Yeah. Um, right now I'm working on a beginner course for FPV drone pilots that want to get into FPV. Yeah. And I'm also going to be creating a one-on-one mentorship program where I teach people my business model, how I get my clients, the marketing, the funnels, et cetera. Yeah. So that um, I can make them Luxie Drone certified pilots and then eventually have them in like cities repping the Luxie Drone name. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just want to have pilots all over the world, uh, Europe, Asia, yeah. filming like high-end Airbnbs, things like that. Yeah. So, so I love that. I love, you know, I love the vision that you have. And I think you, you get that for sure. Um, one of the things that I always, you know, I'm a big fan of joining uh, different courses to learn. And you mentioned you want to do an FPV course. So why should someone join your FPV course in the future FPV course that you're working on versus doing what you did, which was just buy a drone and just learn from your mistakes? Great question. So there's a couple of reasons. First one is a lot of content that you can consume for free on, on YouTube there's just so much that you get overwhelmed and mm-hmm. I like to apply the 80-20 principle in everything that I do. Yeah. So by just knowing like the basics of what you need to know as opposed to getting overwhelmed with uh, what gear do I buy? How do I solder? How do I build a drone? What are rates? Yeah. Like there's so many different things that you can get into. Like having a mentor who can just teach you like forget all about all that. Forget about that other noise. Just focus yeah. on these basics and you're going to get to where I am yeah. fast. Um, I think is also is really good. Yeah. And then the other thing is there's not a lot of people in the industry that want to share the the finances and the business aspect of FPV, you're going to run into a lot of people that are kind of like that one guy I told you about on the yacht yeah. who's like, no, it took me eight years to learn this. I'm not going to teach you. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of money in the industry. People don't want to create competition for themselves, but I see like an opportunity for other pilots to like collaborate with me and yeah. provide massive value to all of our clientele because this is something that's still relatively new and it's only growing and expanding and there's a yeah. lot of money in the industry. So um, I, I like to think win-win. So yeah, just saving time and effort. Like um, if you were to do it on your own, which is kind of like what I did until I found a mentor, yeah. you would easily spend three grand on on drone parts and buying and failing and fixing things and then yeah. returning things that you ended up not needing uh, as opposed to just knowing exactly what you should buy, why you should buy it, and then having like a progression to go from um, not knowing how to fly to having like a six-figure business, for example. Yeah, wow. That's, that's, I'm looking forward to that course. I'll probably, probably be our first customer. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but so let's say there's a kid out there that's watching, mm-hmm. right? He just stumbled across this video on YouTube or, you know, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or all of these places. <laughs> but uh, let's say someone see this, saw this video and he's like, hey, I like drones and this guy makes good money. And, you know, I resonate with the story. Like, you know, he had a goal in mind and he stumbled through and then he found his, uh, his vision. Like, how should he get started? Like, what should he do? What's the best way for someone to get started? And why should no, someone not get started? Like, why should someone not get into this industry? So both things, like how to get into it and who should not get into it? Great question. So who should get into it? Or how to get into it and then who should not get into it. Yeah. Okay. So I would say like this would be a good fit for you if you are like you as cheesy as it sounds like you really have to believe that you can learn how to do this. Like yeah. believe in yourself because in the first 50 hours of me like training and learning how to fly, like yeah. I was like, dude, I'm just not understanding how this thing works. Yeah. The drone won't do what I tell it to. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Yeah. So like having the little bitch voice, the negative um, thoughts. Yeah. Like most people would probably have quit. Yeah. Like 99% of people would just quit whenever things get a little bit difficult. Yeah. But um, if you're someone who's like willing to persevere and go past the point of like frustration and actually just stick through it, be disciplined with it, yeah. then this would be a good fit. 
um, and how to get into it. It's very simple. Buy my course. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you guys a little freebie. Uh, there's gonna be affiliate code. It's just, we'll put it like whenever the course comes out, we'll put the code in. Yeah, no, no. So to get started, like I don't want to be like a gatekeeper, like that guy who's like, no, it took me eight years to learn this. Which, by the way, took him eight years yeah. to get pretty damn good. It took yeah. me eight months after I found myself on FPV Mentor to like really speed up my process. Wow, there you go. Yeah, so. That's, that's how what important I, mentors are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I want to teach. Like, and I think that my students, like the right ones, I can yeah. teach them how to do what I do in like four to five months or even less. Wow. So like really speed up the process of learning this. Yeah. But, and then you also get like a supply chain for getting new pilots to join your company and expanding that. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. wins all around. Yeah. But yeah, to get started, all you need to do is have a gamer's computer, like something that's got decent graphics or processing speed, whatever, yeah. and get a controller called a Tango 2. Tango 2. <laughs> yeah, you connect the controller to the computer, you download uh -huh. this game called Liftoff, and you're able to just play in a simulation. So you don't, if you crash in this game, which you will, yeah. nothing happens in real life, you don't spend yeah. money, you don't have to repair anything, which is uh, a big gatekeeper yeah. or a big obstacle in the beginning. Like if you don't have the finances, you can't be, you know, crashing drones and rebuilding them because they cost money yeah. in the beginning at least. So, so you fly in these like $10 million, $15 million mansions. I went with you to a couple of these places. What happens when you break something? You just don't. <laughs> you just don't break anything. Yeah. Uh, but do you have like any kind of insurance or something? Like what yeah, happens? Of course, yeah, of course. Of course. I have insurance. If God forbid something were to happen, yeah. uh, my clients would be covered. The house would be covered. The property would be covered. Yeah. I would be covered. So insurance relieves a lot of headaches for sure. That's good. But that one shoot that we did together, yeah. flying through the the Lamborghini into the house, yeah. I I like bumped into the. I put that video down here, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I bumped into the steering wheel like a good four or five times. You, yeah, you were there yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The most important thing is whenever you commit a mistake, the client doesn't need to know unless it's like really bad. So okay, guys, lie. <laughs> no, no, don't don't lie. Just omit certain emotions. Omit, yeah, yeah. So like for don't example, you know the whole truth. Just so as long as everything's fine, there's yeah. no scratches on anything. Yeah. Everything's working. Yeah. Uh, just keep a positive attitude. Yeah. Quietly go and retrieve your drone <laughs> that you crashed and then pick it up, dust it off yeah. and try again. But that's another thing that's really required in this industry is having really good emotional control. Yeah. You can't freak out if something goes not according to plan because that just makes you look unprofessional and makes yeah. people not trust you. So of course, the other day I crashed on a $13.5 million um, this castle mansion uh -huh. <laughs> I crashed on the roof of this thing and it was like six stories high and there was no ladder that would get me to the roof of that thing so I was thinking crap like I'm gonna have to tell the client yeah so I I told the client reluctantly I'm like ah oh, maybe I could just like call a roofing company or something yeah and just do it like quietly but I ended up calling the client he's like all right yeah. there's a ladder in the garage just uh, see if you can climb up on the roof yeah and my, my buddy Keegan was with me yeah, yeah. so he ends up him and I end up scaling this wall and then we take the ladder with us up on this wall, yeah. super unsafe. And then we climb up onto the roof and then he has to take the ladder up with him onto the roof to go to the other roof because no this thing way. was just so freaking massive. No way. And yeah, he was able to retrieve the drone. <laughs> Everything was fine. Uh, but yeah. That's hilarious. The whole time though, like I have a video that I'm going to be dropping pretty soon. Yeah. I was just like looking at the camera because Keegan was recording me. Yeah. What's important to do in this situation so stay calm and maintain a positive <laughs> mental attitude. This is okay. And they're going to climb ladders. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Keegan and the Amped House for sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. Good friend. Everyone needs yeah. a Keegan in yeah. their lives. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Cool. So so we know what you're going to do next, right? You're going to start your coaching program. And we talked about why people should take on coaching. Um, but for someone who's like, till the coaching program does not come out, they're just starting out, what would be like your 
best advice? I know you've given a bunch of different things. So mm-hmm. I don't really know if this question is that valid. Sure. So the question is uh, someone who's just starting out on FPV, like yeah. what, what would be like your one word, one line advice for someone who's starting out? Or what would be like your, and then the top resources they should hit up to, to get started? Great question. Discipline, just like anything. Yeah. Stay focused. Keep on at it. Even when things get very uh, tough. Yeah. And you feel very discouraged. Um, it's okay to feel frustrated. Just like try again tomorrow and then just yeah. keep on trying until you get it. Cool. Well, I love that. Uh, and one important thing that I forgot to ask when we we're talking about, you know, how you set up your business. So clearly there's two aspects to it, right? One is you start doing free stuff for realtors and then now you're into the network, right? So how important do you think networking is to getting to different milestones, to getting to different clients? And how, how should someone network in a new industry? Because you were new to this industry, you networked your way in. How should someone be networking when they're into a new industry? That's a great question. So I feel like networking in 2023 is very different from how you would maybe network like 10 years ago because yeah. of social media. Yeah. Um, most of the networking that I'm doing right now is like online. Yeah. Um, I find out about events, networking events, shoot stuff through yeah. my friends and that's how I like keep on growing my network. Just, yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry, what was the question? I kind of so How should someone network today? How do you network? Okay. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think of how I started. So surround yourself with the right people yeah. who either inspire you or have the results that you want to have in your life. Yeah. Stop hanging out with the wrong kind of people who drain you, who have very limited mindsets. So no promoters from Miami, guys. <laughs> no, sorry, no, guys. no. I, should, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> no, Justin's awesome. I, I, can't, I can't say that about the guy. <laughs> Although I will say, uh, yeah, like if you don't want the lifestyle that you currently have and you need to like let go of some friendships or circles or whatever in order to like chase what you want, then that's always a win at the end of the day. But for sure. Yeah. So don't hang out with the wrong people. Hang out with the people who have the results that you want and start off by providing them with value. Like, man, the video that went viral, I had over a hundred people hit me up saying, hey, what drone do you have? Nice. What, 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 uh, what can I buy? Like, I'm like. Hey Juan, I like your video. How's yeah. your day going? You know, yeah. like like make a conversation, lead with like give something first before yeah. you ask them for advice or mentorship or whatever Beautiful. it is. Yeah, yeah. So always lead with value, and you're gonna network very far. I love that. Love that. And also with the stuff you post on social media. So the way I, you know, I'll give you the example of networking. The way I met him is I saw some of your reels you did for some of my friends. And I was like, hey, who is this guy? Who did this this stuff for for you guys? And then David introduced us. And then I offered you value by introducing you to another realtor. We, we did that shoot thing. And now, you know, that, that's how friendships happen. That's how you network, right? You offer people value. Beautiful. I love that. Cool. So the second part, we're talking about how you're going to grow your business. And you're going to hopefully start a, you know, networking course. Oh, sorry, a mentorship course for... Networking is going to be a huge part of that. Yeah. yeah networking is everything. Uh, there's, there's definitely a system and a blueprint to be able to network. Uh, and I, I strongly believe I can get myself into any room that I choose to. Yeah. So, um, and that's thanks to my my mentors who taught me how to network, Corey yeah. and Oshkan. Yeah. So shout out to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to with PBCP. What's, what's the name? PBCPA. Yeah. We should drop. We should we'll drop a link in. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they taught me how to network like a G, and I've been able to get myself into a lot of cool situations because of that. So, um, yeah, networking and then learning copywriting, uh, learning how to create marketing funnels, yeah. having a basic understanding of just like how good business is done. Yeah. And yeah, I forgot what the question was. I'm just kind of so, going so that, was, that was the question, right? So yeah. that's, that's where, that's kind of where you're going next. Like find yes, your plan. Yes. You're going to have like a most likely kind of like a course. You're going to teach people how to do this. Um, so what are you going to do with the money you're making right now? Like how do you invest your money? How do you grow your money? Well, right now I'm, 
I'm at a stage in my life where I'm just like investing most of my money into mentorship because that's what's yeah. gotten me this far. Yeah. So I've just been, um, I've been hiring some world-class uh, copywriting uh, mentors, some guys who are amazing at creating like courses. I'm entering the course space now. Yeah. Um, social media mentors. So yeah. I'm just like investing into people who have the results that I want to yeah. get into their networks so that they teach me. Yeah. Um, so you're investing to yourself. Yeah, basically I'm investing yeah. into myself. Yeah, which I think honestly, like depending on your age, might be like the best thing to do, right? Like there's, there's no point buying S&B 500 when you're like, hey, if I invest in myself, I can 10X myself versus getting 7% per year and then I can go 7% per year, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Like right now I want to do like high risk, high reward Yeah. and invest into myself, my business and then later yeah. on, you know, play it safe or yeah. <laughs> probably get like real estate property or something. Yeah. I'm not super business savvy when it comes to like uh, investing money. So I, yeah. I have mentors who teach me that. So that's awesome. So you're a big fan of getting mentors. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, that was a huge mental shift for me. Like when I was freshly dropped out of high school, I was like, yeah. you know what? Fuck the system. School sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm the smartest kid in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I was thinking like, why would I pay to go to college? Why would yeah. I pay these old farts who don't have the results that I want? Yeah. But that was a, that was a very limiting belief because, um, it took me a while to like let my ego down and think yeah. I can do it all by myself yeah. and then actually finally invest into mentors. So yeah. once I made that mental shift of like, all right, I don't know shit. Yeah. I need to be a good student before I become a mentor, before I, you know, do all the things I want to do. Yeah. That's when I started like reaching out to people, asking for help, asking for advice, putting myself in the right environments yeah. and getting the help that I actually needed. So I love that. I resonate so much with that personally. I know that's not about me, but that's literally what I did too. Cool. That's awesome. So I have a really important question for you. Yes. Right? Yes. So I love Jordan FPV. I love what you do, but you have a big enemy on the horizon and his name is AI. Yes. So, and you know, there's companies out there like Skydio. I don't know if you've seen Skydio's drone. Um, these are like, you know, they use computer vision to just fly the drone itself mm. uh, to do, do the flight planning and they can detect and avoid and all that stuff. So how worried are you about these guys? Not these guys, these drones, robots. these robots, <laughs> our robot overlords. How, how nervous are you about those guys eating into your business? I actually, I love that. Yeah. And it's something I've talked about before in like drone forums. Yeah. And that's why I'm so like pro just giving information out and helping people launch their own FPV, FPV businesses because uh, yeah, you're right. Like we are eventually going to get replaced by uh, drone technology that can fly better than I can. Yeah. You can just input, all right, fly like Jaybird FPV or Johnny FPV, like some famous drone pilots yeah. and then create a flight path. That's the most time effective or yeah. whatever. And then, yeah, that'll put me out of a job. Right. But yeah. The way I like to think about it is before the machines take over, yeah. the humans that own the machines are going to take over first. So I'm going to be on the forefront of that um, technology. And yeah. in the meantime, I want to help as many pilots uh, get into the industry, make money while they can before, yeah. you know, there's that hard stop of like, okay, well, these machines can do it better than you and for yeah. less money. Yeah. So. Because the machines are free. You, know, you just pay for them once. Yeah, you pay for them yeah. once and that's it. Yeah. So, but I'm not really worried about it. Like, you know, you can't fight evolution. You can't fight yeah. uh, this AI wave that's going to come. Yeah. There's there's another aspect of that because I've thought about this myself because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't fly drones, but I'm in the aviation industry. I've been in it since all my life. Right. And for me, it will be, we'll have autonomous airplanes in terms of technology. I can't do certif certification. We'll have autonomous airplanes carrying passengers way more mature before we have artistic AI, right? We have drones that fly artistically because there's, there's sure the flight plan is there. There's an aspect of that, but there's an artistic component to what you do, right? Like how do you make the video look good is different than, okay, I got these waypoints. I want you to fly this path. I want you to detect and avoid. That's way easier versus doing something that's a little bit more artistic. Um, so yeah, I think, I think AI is a real competition mm -hmm. for sure, but I think there's still, there's an artistic edge that the AI might not be good at. I could be, I could be wrong. 
But in terms of flying a drone to, through a flight path, let's, we could do that right now. You don't even need AI for that. Mm-hmm. It's detect and avoid. You need a little bit of AI. You need a little bit of computer vision. But it's the artistic edge that you know, is hard to get. Yeah. Um, but I, I've seen a lot of videos of them, of, of AI, like creating entire songs and then mimicking the voice yes. of celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I saw, oh, yeah. Drink I, saw song. This, yeah. I saw Frank Sinatra singing uh, Get Low by Lil John. Yeah. From the windows to the walls. Are you serious? From the sweat drop down my balls. That's yeah, insane. Dude, I like, sounded it just yeah. like him. Yeah. So I think that AI uh, will have that creative advantage over yeah. humans and probably be able to compute the best flight plan faster than I can. Yeah. Like, so it's coming. I'm, yeah. You know, don't don't fight the wave. Just welcome in and like adapt yeah. with it. So you're just going to, when that wave happens, you'll find your competitive advantage and you'll figure out how to. Yeah. yeah. Easy. I love it. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to be like, no, it's never happening. You, you understand what's going to happen. Deal with it. Yeah. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. <laughs> so there's like the number one luxury um, real estate videographers. Yeah. He, uh, this is guy, I'll leave his name out of this, but he goes into this um, real estate brokerage office and he's pitching everyone and about his like, you know, videography and photography services. And then one of the people asks him, oh, are you the one that does a cool FPV drones? And then he's like, no, <laughs> FPV is the devil. <laughs> he didn't say, he's like, nobody wants to see FPV drones. Yeah. That's boring. It's unprofessional. Like, trust me, you guys don't want that. You yeah. guys need my services instead. So he's a perfect advantage of someone who's like fighting the change. Yeah. And, um, as he's saying this, the people in the office are just looking at each other. One of my friends was a real estate yeah. agent. He was telling me because he was there. Yeah. And they're all just looking at each other. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Crab in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crab in a bucket for sure. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, the next thing I want to talk about. So we talked about how you make money. We talked about how you how you grow money in the future. Like you invest in yourself right now, but you're planning on growing your business. So that's obviously going to make more, more money. Otherwise, why would you do it? Right. 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 <laughs> but um the third component to this podcast is giving to charity. And I, I'm a big believer. And charity doesn't mean giving away money, right? It's like just helping people and causing. Like my, my dream, personal dream is to help like a little kid who's like six, seven years old and get him inspired to be an aerospace engineer, right? Get him inspired to be like, okay, I'm going to build a rocket that takes us to Mars. Well, actually that might be too late for that. <laughs> but, you know, I'll make airplanes autonomous, right? So, so and how do you give back? And what what's your perception on giving back? And you, I know you mentioned a little bit about what you do on the forums, but what's your perspective on that? so this is actually like a it's a little bit of an emotional topic for me because like sometimes I think about like shit what if I hadn't watched that video in my US history class that inspired me to go down this path yeah and it it makes me tear up because I'm like shit I'd be I'd be in a hospital somewhere like surrounded by death right and crying families and shit like dude you know my personality like I I would not do well in a situation like that so I I feel like all of the creativity that I have to offer the world and all yeah. like the positive vibes and the videos that I've created, um, none of that would have happened if not for that video that inspired me. Wow. So really like my, one of my biggest missions in life is I want to create <clears throat> a video just like that, if not better, yeah. to inspire the next generation of creators and people who like wow. want to just stop and ask more questions like, wait, why do I have to pay to go to college? Yeah. Am I guaranteed a job after college? Yeah. How much do I have to pay for to, um, you know, credit debt or whatever? So I, I really just want to like inspire more people to, chase whatever crazy dream makes them come alive. Yeah. And um, yeah, just fuck school. <laughs> we might have to cut that not, 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 not every, That's not for everyone though, not right? For everybody. Not, no, not no, for no, all no. kids. We need, we need some people to go some to school. Some people should go to school. Yeah. The ones who really, really want to. But yeah. the ones who are confused about what they want to do, yeah. I feel like that's probably like one of the biggest mistakes you could commit is like, oh, I'm going to find myself in college. Like if it was free, cool. But like you're paying to find out yeah. who you want to be as opposed to going out into the real world, trying yeah. a bunch of different things, failing, and then kind of figuring it out I that way. I love that. Yeah. So your advice to like any little kid would be, if you're not sure what you want to do, just try a bunch of stuff. 
yeah, yeah, try a bunch of stuff, learn sales, learn copywriting as like early as you can. Yeah. And that's really where like you'll get a lot of life experience to be able to take those skill sets with you into other aspects of life and start up your own business. Awesome. Yeah. And anyone who wants to go to school and become a doctor or a lawyer, more power to you. We yeah. Need- I don't think we want doctors not going to school. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but doctors, like, please wait, go to school. Hold up. Let's yeah. play devil's advocate though. Yeah. You've seen Alien or Prometheus where there's this like medical bay where you put your a human into it and then there's these machines that like will perform surgeries yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we're not too far away from that. Yeah, I don't think. no, hundred percent. So like, 100%. imagine that you go to medical school, you get in yeah. debt, and then you're just replaced by a robot. Like, yeah, I think there's it's going to be robots will still need human oversight. I think there's already a lot of surgeries where robots do way better than humans, right? We technology has gone way far. Like, I'm so excited about this future. Because everyone, everyone tells me that oh, it's gonna be dumb. It's gonna be I'm like no, like we're gonna we're gonna save so many people's lives. Like life expectancy is through the roof. Me personally, being in aerospace, I think our best years are coming. Everyone tells me. I remember when I was a kid, and I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. Everyone was like, well, the best days are over. We've already been to the moon. The best days are over. I'm like, no, I think best days will come. And now, like for the first time, I feel like now that I've been in the industry, I'm like very. Um, I know besties are coming and I'm going to be part of it. Dude, I love that. Yeah. You have that vision for what other people don't see, which is amazing. Yeah, it's for me. It's, it's, it's and you know, that's something I want to ask you because we always talk about like pursuing your passion. And I'm like the last person to say, don't pursue passion, go solve the problem. Because I pursued my passion, right? And I fought for it and I went through hell. But you, you, your goal was financial independence and living a lifestyle, right? So you weren't really driven by passion per se. You were like, well, how do I get there? Do you, do you want to talk about like, what's yeah. your opinion of like following yeah. passion versus finding a goal and kind of figuring out what, how to get there? Hmm. So I feel like my experience is very different from um, a lot of people's experiences where like I was fortunate to have found my passion. Like when I got inspired by watching that video, yeah. like instantly a fire lit up inside me. I was like, I know I need to do this. I, yeah. need, I need to learn the skills of a videographer, of a storyteller to be able to live this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. So that was me following my passion. Yeah. <clears throat> but the problem with a lot of creators is like, okay, you feel passionate about something, but then you're not disciplined in it, which was my biggest mistake for a long time. Yeah. So it's cool to feel inspired or motivated or whatever, but those feelings are very fleeting and you need to have like a consistent system of like, all right, if I feel passionate or excited about this today or not, yeah. I need to put in two hours towards this thing. Yeah. So um, I love that. And yeah, like if you, if you don't know what you want to do yet, you don't know what you're passionate about yet. Yeah. My biggest advice to you would be like, just again, try a bunch of different things, but most importantly, like start surrounding yourself with the right people and start cutting off the wrong people because you are the average of who you hang around. Yes. Yeah. And um, my, my parents are, are Colombian. They have the saying, es mejor ir, es mejor andar solo que mal acompañado. It's better to go alone than to be with bad company. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a TikTok right there. Yeah. <laughs> my gringo <Cool>. Spanish. <laughs> cool. So we learned about how you make money. Are you growing your money, planning on growing your business? And how you want to give back. And I can't wait for that video to come out and inspire some little kid to be like, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be the next drone FPV pilot. I'm going to be better than Juan. I, I <laughs> want that. I hope for that. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what good mentors are, right? They yeah. want, they want the next generation to be, you know, we, we, we stand on the shoulders of giants, right? Um, cool. Any parting thoughts you want to tell people? Um, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> there you go. So where, where can we find you? Uh, all platforms, Juan.c.quinones. Cool. And I'll put in the video that went viral. What, 1.2 million? 1.3. 1.3 million. There you go. It's 1.3 million views. This guy. We got a celebrity right here. <laughs> this was Juan. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. I have just one request. Guys, go talk to your friends, family about money. Discuss things like FICA scores. Discuss things like what's, what my rent should be, what percentage of my income my rent should be. Talk about money, guys. Money should not be a stigma. We need to talk about money so we can figure out how to make money and be financially free.